welcome to episode 10 of the Lift Motocross podcast. Yes, we're episode 10 already. Um, I don't know where the time has gone, um, but I thought for episode 10, we would bring back boss man Gareth Hockey. Gareth, how have you been doing this lockdown period? I've been doing good. It's um, been an interesting time, shall we say. First <laughs> time probably in my life since um, leaving school that there's been no stress of staff or running <laughs> companies or something, which has been quite nice. Um, and it's allowed us to sit back and look at things. And, mm-hmm. you know, things are obviously going to be a lot different going forward in our world. But um, I think there's lots of positives out there that we can uh, look forward to. Yeah, definitely. Um, so 2020, I know there's been a lot of speculation flying around at the moment. Is it on? Is it off? Uh, ACU put another statement out last night. Um you know, there's a lot flying around at the moment. What do you make of it? Um, at the moment, there's too much flying around. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I can, I can't really understand the ACU. Being really honest, um, I know people want information. We need to put information out there. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, I was very anti-devolved government, um, as in Wales and Scotland being independent because we're an island. Mm-hmm. Um, and Boris, that I am a fan of, you know, opened things up in England a few weeks ago. Um, and we've seen the chaos and the carnage that's caused. Yeah. You know, some some people are in our world I'm pretty embarrassed about and pretty ashamed of. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, they took the opportunity to make some money. Um, <laughs> and I think it knocked our sport backwards quite a bit. Mm-hmm. Um, you know practice tracks we know the rules the rules are there quite black and white it doesn't say you know a hundred people can meet in a field and ride bikes right mm-hmm. um, and that, that's frustrating um but i understand it it's businesses and people need to make money um but i think ideally for me what would have been nice is if the uk mm-hmm. made a decision that like things would happen on june the first and things are going to happen on july the fourth mm-hmm. you know we need more structure at the minute is you know the acu put a statement out last night saying they're going to start to permit things um and to me it's in reverse because they're willing to allow adults to to start to do things and to put permits in for that mm-hmm. but covid19 doesn't have that much effect on kids so all the experts are saying yeah kids aren't allowed to do anything um yeah i mean it's all a bit strange it's like it's a little bit rushed and unthought through, mm-hmm. um, you know. And my frustration is RHL run through more through events style stuff. Yeah, you know, as as, do, as does Matt Bates and other people. Um, you know, maybe we should be involved in some conversations because we love the ACU guys to bits, but they're not in the business mm-hmm. they're doing it as volunteers as they keep telling us um and, and very much like me i suppose that their passion to get racing going is there um you know get people back on their bikes is there but sometimes that as with me my passion overrides my brain and <laughs> you know we rush to do things and i think where we are with this if we want any racing in 2020, we needed to be a bit more calm, a bit more structured. Yeah. Um, you know, maybe we wanted to be, you know, telling people not to go out on their bike till June the 1st, you know, just to obey the rules. Mm-hmm. 
people wouldn't like it, but we've done what we've done 10 weeks, 10 weeks of this now. So we've done the hard part. Yeah, um, exactly. Yeah. You know, and we're close. I would say it'll be interesting to see what happens with, with the figures if they go up with the deaths. Um, because everyone we're speaking to around medical people are always expecting a, a little bit of a spike. Now. Mm-hmm. Um, fingers crossed that doesn't happen and you know Boris has got us in front but like I say it's, it's just from a sport point of view we're all too eager to go out and, like I've seen stuff on Instagram and whatever people going out practicing yeah you know and there is no social distancing which you know it's no good thinking it isn't going to get you because I bet we can all think of someone close to us that's that's gone through if it yeah. had, if, if they haven't had it they've had someone die from it you know if they, mm-hmm. they personally haven't had anyone close and you still know someone in your street or in your town mm-hmm. that has and that has died um you know and like for, like I say for Carly and Darren working for me we when we went in that hospital and you're seeing a body bag being rolled out yeah you know even though we're stuck in the wilderness of the countryside it was it does bring the reality of how easy it is to die from this thing yeah that was going to be that was going to be one of my next questions to you. Obviously, we've seen a lot of practice tracks opening up and bits and bobs. Um, do you think it can be done safely when the distancing is applied and you know a limited amount of riders um, are allowed to ride in one day? Yeah, yeah. I th- not being funny, it's like it, there's good practice tracks out there. There's good there's good owners, mm-hmm. good organisations. Um, you know, look, if you look at I've seen what Lee's trying to do at Apex. Yeah, he I'm seems sure to be doing got, a great the, job. Yeah, the guys at 101, the guys at Fat Cats. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, Fat Cats, not being funny, what an ideal venue because they've got CCB, they could, you could park your van, you could be, you could have your space. Yeah. Um, you know, and then when you're riding a bike, I get that, there's no, it's not, no one's really in any contact with anyone, is it? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and where we are now, I don't have an issue with practice tracks opening as long as, you know, I don't see a problem with it now, as long as they're open and they do that social distancing. But we all saw that shit on social <laughs> media of, of that Eddie. Now, no disrespect. <laughs> it, there was no insurance for that. No. And I don't care what anyone says. You know, my, my other job as an expert witness... If I had to go to court, I would want to be on the people prosecuting him, not the people trying to defend him. Because yeah. pandemics rule out any insurance. Mm-hmm. You know, that that picture of people queued up on the motorway. Yeah, that was dangerous that... in itself. That could have caused yeah, well, an accident. But not even that. You know, people, you could see people parked on top of one another when they, the pictures came inside. And like, yeah. you know, just imagine if one person had had COVID in there, you know, all of a sudden, we'd have had a hundred plus people. Mm-hmm. Our sport, our sport gets a big enough kicking as it is. Mm-hmm. You know, someone desperate for twenty five quid, quid off people to go riding. Yeah, you know, it's just just the wrong signal. It's not professional, um, and it does impact on the other practice tracks. Then you know where you've got people trying to do it properly. Yeah, because there was you another know. there was another um, track owner that actually got arrested as well a couple of weeks ago, wasn't there? Yeah, and like I say, you know, we don't know if it was right or wrong. I've mm-hmm. seen some some pictures of, and I don't know what practice track it was, but one of a BYC rider and his family out there, mm-hmm. you know, and it wasn't so much kids going around on the track. It's the fact that 
you know, the parents or the people on the side of the track are all stood like talking to one another like this, nothing's gone on. And, yeah. You know, but again, we've just had a, a prep, Boris do the conference. He hasn't said, you know, gathering groups of whatever. He hasn't said go out and see your mate down the road, mm-hmm. you know, and go right, you know, go riding bikes. He said groups of six or, you know, family members. Yeah. And it's like, we're all optimists in our sport. And mm-hmm. I think we all we all read the good bits. I know I do. You know, I always miss the bad bits that Margaret keeps telling me. But <laughs> you know, this this is this is serious for us because it's like, you know, we're desperate. We we you know we want to do BYCs. We want to do British Motocross Championships. Mm-hmm. Um, but where we are at the minute, we're killing ourselves. You know. Yeah. Like I want like I spoke to Matt Bates last night about club level stuff. Mm-hmm. Why why aren't the MCA and the ACU looking to get the club stuff going? Because low risk, low volumes of people, but it would get bikes back on track and it would ease ease the practice track issues and yeah. stuff like that. Because if you had you know, if the MCA got each centre up and running again, I think they could do social distancing relatively easily. Um people and people would have what they want yeah i think i think as well like obviously we're going to go into something well i keep calling it the new normal so as time goes on we are going to kind of get used to it with uh the social distancing and the the different practices that we have to go through at racing um what sort of things do you think we're going to implement um with the byc and bits and bobs like that because i know Especially with AMCA and stuff. So, so where we are with BYC. Yes. Um, um, I'm being honest, I haven't spoken to the ACU or whatever at the moment. I've been speaking with our health and safety company um, and other people from the motorsport world. Yeah. And car racing, road racing. Well, just um, before that, there has been a bit yeah. of controversial, hasn't there? Because... Uh, last night, obviously, the ACU statement came out and it said about youths not being run under 16 with an ACU license. So yeah, I think that's confused yeah. people also. Yeah, yeah. And like I say, um, I, I don't really want to comment on that because I'll get myself in trouble. <laughs> they're, 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 the ACU, like I say, it's the governing body. Yeah. It's a good group of people. Um, and they've got the right, their heart's in the right place, but maybe we're not being steered steered in the right direction mm-hmm. at the but but like i say that's that's just another whole rant i would have um <laughs> go on then so byc byc so what we're going to do is we're going to have to start we're we're waiting we want to see what wales do tomorrow yeah um and we want to get to next week um once i've spoken with the acu for some clarity so our thinking is we were going to go in july um last week of july with one of our on one of our dates yep um i've consciously made the decision from my point of view um that's too early mm-hmm. you know it's like we're quite involved with all some accounts from when you see on the news that they close the hospital because covid's picked up um you know and like looking at the amount of people dying there's still quite a few people dying so yeah so what we've looked at We'd sooner step back and wait a little bit longer. Um, and we, we've got a, a very good plan that I've just discussed with the health and safety. Mm-hmm. Um, so, the, so the plan with the BYC is um, 
we will start on our August date. Yeah. Um, and we we hope again it's a ACU led, government led, um, that we can do three rounds. Yeah. So there'll be Cullum, Cullum probably on trilet big tracks with big open spaces. Mm-hmm. So again, I've got to speak to the landowners. Um, but I know Rob is keen. I know the guy at Contrilus, Graham's going to Contrilus. Mm-hmm. Um, we've got an option on Fox Hills. Um, well, that's a step in the right direction, yeah. isn't it, as well? So, yeah. but, but like what we want to do is we'll have end of August, middle of September, end of September. Um, and it probably will be three week, three rounds. Um, you know, possibly four, but I can't see that. I think if we can get a, get a British Championship out yeah. this year, um, I think everyone will just be so relieved that we've had some racing mm-hmm. um, and we all need to dust ourselves down and, and plan for 2021. Um, yeah. I think 2021 is going to be reasonably good. Well, um, I think it's going to be pretty do, hectic. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I do. And what, like, what I've seen that I think is absolutely fantastic today is you know, BSMA. Yeah. You know, rolling the license over to next year. So, where's the ACU? Where's the AMCA? Why aren't they doing that? You've actually you stolen know? one of my questions because this was going to be the thing about. Um, <laughs> yeah. Do you think that other championships should follow suit and you know do that to kind of help riders out for next year? Well, put it this way: if I had a license now, I'd be pretty annoyed if they didn't. Yeah. Um, you know, all right, take my two, take my kids out. I don't care if they get a championship, but you know, do, however many licenses are rather in the ACU, yeah, fifteen thousand, whatever, ten thousand. The same with the MCA, yeah. You know, if you need to roll that money over, I think, or roll, you know, fifty percent of it over, seventy-five percent. You've got to, you know, we want people to come racing next year, mm-hmm. um, and you've got to be fair, and you've got to work with those people to do that. I think. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. Um, so, so should we go back to BYC because we've gone off time? <laughs> we have. Go on then, BYC. Tell me all the good stuff. So, what well, my thinking BYC, um, and again, it will be very much about the BYC family, as in front would put it, as mm-hmm. in RHL, the riders and the families, the sponsors. Um, so we're looking at having, uh, obviously, the riders. Mm-hmm. We're looking at having the minimal amount of people coming with those riders. Ideally for us, it would be one rider, one parent. Yep. Um, but we do appreciate we need mum and dad. Um, and again, we're going to need every registered rider to be honest with us and say, you know, there's four coming in our tr- trip. You know, yeah. you know, there's a little brother and sister, blah, 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 that we can't can't leave at home, otherwise we can't come. Yeah. Um, and again, marshals, we're looking at, you know, maybe people within the riders' families can come and marshal. Yeah. A, a because we pay that they get they can get some money out of it um, to help towards the costs. Mm-hmm. Um, but B also lessens the number of people on site. Yeah. Um, so, and then again around the so around the racing part of it, um, the holding areas. You know, we normally put 40 bikes in there and everyone's on top of one another. Mm-hmm. We will make holding areas that are now big enough to 
allow social distancing, to allow um, you know dad to be in there with his kid, mm-hmm. but away from everyone else. So the holding area leads to the work area, you know, and the work area we're going to have to do something similar with. So yeah, you know, we can't have, we can't have forty meter work area. We're going to have to have eighty meter work area, mm-hmm. or we have two work areas. Um, so and and racing and realistically. For, for my guys, they'll wear PPE to put start devices on and be on track. Um, St. John's are already PP'd up and they know what they're doing. Mm-hmm. Um, we will have the same system for St. John's that we had at Little Silver, where there's a, uh, a pre-treatment room. So anyone that's got signs of a temperature or whatever will be not taken into the main medical center mm-hmm. so that that stays open. Um paddocks we we need to go to venues with very good paddocks because we want to space everyone out yeah um so that you know the family members will have space between them um sorry the campers will have space between them mm-hmm. um technical we're thinking with technical instead of everyone pushing their bikes up to one area the bikes will be put in front of the motorhomes in you know in the lanes yeah um, and our guys will go down and do the technical you know, close to them, but away yeah. from the families. Um, as soon as the bike's done, it can go back in, into the area. Um, all of you lot are about to go and do your um, medical first aid provider badges mm-hmm. because we will temperature set, test everyone coming into site. Yeah. Um, everyone, once everyone's in, um, and we won't be taking wild cards or anyone above registered amount. Mm-hmm. Um we will then have security on site once we're comfortable. We've got the people in to do with the racing, to do with the event. The site gate is locked, mm-hmm. um, and we want no, we want no one else in, in the venue. Um, yeah. So literally, it's it's a lockdown site to key officials, medical, uh, and the the riders and the families. Um, and we think we can get hopefully with the families' help um, below seven hundred, and everyone in social distance. Yeah, um, and what we're going to do then is obviously we we live stream the events anyway. Yeah. Um, so I appreciate that perhaps some nan and grands can't come or aunties and uncles like they normally do. Yeah. Um, but we will give them that option that they can view it. Um, and then what we're thinking racing wise, because obviously we're not going to have the full you know, full season as such. Yeah. Um, we're going to revert back to last year's format. Um, Seeing as the ACU don't want to to run adults and kids together, we'll go back to last year's format, and they can have five races at each round. So yeah. they'll have an increase of a race, you know, the, just to try and give people value for money, basically. Yeah. Um, but you know, we we've still got to look at things, and we've still got to look at a few costs and bits and pieces. Um, well, because we we could be in that option where we just roll everything over to next year. But yeah. Well, at least we that's, that. that's some sort of guidelines for people to almost kind of look forward to. Um, yeah, yeah. Well, we, well, we've set nothing in stone um, yeah. because it's, it is changing all the time. Mm-hmm. So it's like, um, but we, we 100%, thanks to, you know, the motocross manager of the Adult British Championship. Yeah. Um, I think potentially are probably the only British Championship that has got an option to run this year. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and I, I, like I say, I, I can't see how 
unfortunately, Paul can run the Michelin. Mm-hmm. Um, or Colin can run the, the Bridgestone because... They have a, a bigger risk. volume of riders as well. Yeah, bigger volume of riders. You know, the at-risk people are adult people. Mm-hmm. You know, and to put all those people into an event, I just think is too big a risk. Um, like I say, we're, we're hearing from the event world that, you know, you can have outdoor events of between 500 and 1,000 people is what we're thinking is yeah. getting into August. Um, and unfortunately for, for Paul and Colin, you know, by the time they have all their riders in and you add mum's dad's, you know, pro yeah. teams, it's the, it's the mechanics, team managers, you're getting towards 1,500, 2,000 people before you yeah. even started. Um, you know, which is a shame, but it's like, you know, that's the same as the, the ACU British Championship, isn't it? So. Yeah, this is it. It's going to be interesting yep. over the next month or so to see how things start to roll out. I mean, um, obviously, football has been given the go-ahead to start back uh, July 17th, I think I saw today. June 17th, is it? Was it June or July? I can't remember. Either June. one of those. <laughs> yeah. um, so... Is there anything do you think would be able to take from that and bring it over into our sport? Obviously, they're not they're going to start playing games, but there's not yeah. going to be any crowds at all, is there? No, and that's what I mean, and that's so that we're quite lucky if you look at it in that respect. With yeah, the BYC, you know, because we don't we don't get many spectators and we don't chase many spectators. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, our our engagement. Is the online thing, you know, I think, is where we are, mm-hmm. um, and that's you know, and that's where I'm. It's unfortunate for the other national championships and the the adult British championship. Yeah, um, spectators paying to come through a gate is, is just not going to happen, is it? You know, whether no. that's a, you know, whether it's five hundred or five thousand, there is anyone who is dull enough to want to take that risk. Um, in July, August is asking for trouble, I think. Yeah. Yeah. Well, moving forward on a more positive note, this is another thing we've been getting hounded on. Um, Same thing again, Western. What is going on with that? I know we've heard little bits and bobs online here and there. Um, Well, at the minute, um, and again, I've just, we've just been doing the health and safety discussion with Danny mm-hmm. um, we're still we're not getting any signals that we are not going in October mm-hmm. um, you know our plans are very much based around October and we are being honest we're deliberately being quiet um, because we don't want to you know I don't really want to say that you know our intentions to run in October we will be led yeah. by what the government says mm-hmm. There is a plan A, which is October. There's a plan B, which is slightly later. There's a plan C, which is slightly later. So the event will happen. Um, you know, will it change? Will the date change? Um, at this moment, every signal I'm getting is absolutely not. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, um, I know North Somerset are very conscious, but if you look at everything that's going on, around the UK mm-hmm. everyone September October is when things seem to be starting to change yeah 
listening to everything. Schools will be back properly, whatever properly is anymore going forward. Um, <laughs> but sports will be going back properly. You know, there seems to be music concerts being booked up and things like that. So, mm-hmm. um, so, and we're lucky because we're we're outdoors. We've got a lot of space. Um, rider numbers for the beach will stay as they were, uh, were for last year. So. Um, we won't be looking to make any numbers bigger. Mm-hmm. Um, and then there's obviously lots of planning to go into it now. Um, we've just discussed build, building the course, taking the course down. Yeah. Um, and all the setups are reasonably easy because it's like a construction site. So social distancing is easy. Um, the food units and whatever, when we're, when we're actually a live event, mm-hmm. reasonably easy. We can fence, you know, each individual one off and you can go in. Go in through one door and out through one set of gates and out through another gate. So, same with the retail. So, all that stuff can work reasonably easy. Yeah. Um, our concern, we like pinch points. So, where we have the tunnels to go on the beach. Mm-hmm. Um, but we're going to hopefully have two tunnels either end, is what we have decided. And you have an in and out. Mm-hmm. Um, so, we think we can alleviate a lot of the, the pinch point issues. Yeah. Um, you know, whether we sell tickets on the weekend of the event, we don't know. Um, because maybe all the tickets will need to be in advance. Yeah. Maybe online. You know, that's the type of thing that's going to change. Um, you know, as for the race on the beach at Western, mm-hmm. there's nothing stopping that bit. Um, you know, it's just what we've got to do um, to achieve the requirements of of North Somerset Council, health and safety, yeah. whatever the government wants. Um, you know, and I think that will all be done with a willingness and, uh, and working together sort of goal. So, like I say, in the minute, we're, we're all working on... We're all on track. <laughs> we're, on, we're all on track and working on October. Yeah. Um, and, and like I say, we don't know, do we? If, if we end up with a second peak and things go peak tong, we're... we're we're going to plan B or plan C, but mm-hmm. um, somehow, in some way, there will be a beach race. Um, you know, maybe it gets live streamed. Yeah, that would be yeah. a first, wouldn't it? It'd be really strange, wouldn't it? Nobody on the beach, but very. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but we we have to look at all those options. You know, mm-hmm. that that that's what we've got to do. Um, but being brutally honest, live streaming is no good for the event because the revenue is generated on the ground, if that makes sense. So, yeah. You know, unless someone wants to bang us sort of half a million quid and <laughs> like say, don't have, don't have anyone there, you know, we can't really do that. But, um, and we don't want to do that because it impacts on so many other businesses. Yeah. yeah. Obviously you've got all the food vendors and all the, the, the you know, the restaurants yeah. and hotels and everything at Western, everything is going to take a hit, wouldn't it? If we did that. Yeah. Yeah. And it's like, you know, 38 years we've been, been there and it's, it's, probably this year more than any year for for the businesses of Western. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, like you say, the hoteliers and the restaurants, uh, we, w- we will need the event. Um, and I think, you know, we, as, as RHL, we're quite conscious of what we need to do to help the people, the businesses, the people of Western out. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we know we get quite a few negative people about it, but you know, it's a, it's a fantastic event in a fantastic town. So, 
you know, I want the hoteliers and the people on the front still being there in another 10 years' time. So, yeah, you know, we that's what we've got to find a way to, to achieve. Um, and I think we will, because like I say, North Somerset Council, mm-hmm. um, I'm really good to work with at the moment. Um, and I think we're sort of understanding what needs to be achieved. Yeah. Oh, defo. Well, yeah. um, tell me something a little bit more exciting then. What have we got going on for the future apart from planning for the rest of this year? For the future? Yep. Um, well, I did a bit of a story with MX Large and I, where I was... <laughs> um, so, for the future, um, taking all the crap from Little Silver... Um, the adult kids British Championships needs to happen. Yeah. Um, you know, um, I was I was probably a little bit misquoted in the MX Large thing. So, you know, ACU Motocross Committee guys, a very good bunch of people, um, but they're supposed to be for the sport. Mm-hmm. Um, they're not supposed to be commercially minded. Um, and from the outside looking in, they're all passionate. They're all still as Gareth. Um, but they haven't got the commercial plan to do it. Yeah. You know, um, I think they need to be the rule makers. They need to be the FIM of, of the UK. Um, and they're, they're all extremely capable and extremely... They would be very good at that. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, there's years worth of experience there. Um, and for me, there's people I could work with there if they would actually open the door and let me in. Yes. Um, you know, my, and like I said, I, I vent my frustrations, maybe sometimes a little bit too much. But <laughs> if, if they can't see that running the, the adult British Championship as kids and adults is the future and will work, mm-hmm. um, there is going to be no British Championship. You know, Paul Irwin sat there doing a good job with what he's doing. Mm-hmm. You know, you've got the industry looking at it and like you've got a non-British championship, unfortunately for Paul, that is probably more professionally organised than the official British championship. Yeah. You know, and that's not being negative to the to the ACU guys. Um, I know they've got people above them that won't allow them to spend money or risk money. Mm-hmm. Um you know, and it's, it is the members' money for, you know, if you read the, the opening bit, it's, it's the ACU is for the members, um, not for some individuals' egos. Um, and I think they need to remember that because it's like there should be some, a lot of talking and a lot of thinking going on where we are at the moment about how, you know, the, the club level grassroots stuff of our sport works mm-hmm. and what we can do to make it better. Um, or how we bring new people in. Because it's like, if you look at Arena Cross, they bring a massive amount of people in from outside the sport. Yeah. Um, but there's no one sat behind it, tapping into it to say, well, come and have a go here, come and do this. Um, and I've had a few meetings with a few of the bike manufacturers. Um, they're quite keen to have like a, an amateur sort of miniatures thing set up with, you know, where where we go round into different regions and have kids try and QR, not QR50s anymore, are they? But, you know, yeah. 
little PW50s and have races around that. So we open that door to bring in fresh people in. Are you sat in the um, garden by any chance, Gareth? <laughs> no, I've got the, I'm, I'm sat in Margaret's um, attic and it's obviously Margaret's office and there's like birds outside. You can, you can, hear, the, you can hear the crow, can't yeah, you? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's probably someone sneaking up on the back of me, like standing in the back. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, yeah, back to British Championship for me for next year. Um, but it needs to be happening now, you know. Yeah. We've been in lockdown. What an ideal time to all get on Zoom or Teams and say, right, let's uh, thrash something out. Mm-hmm. You know, Gareth, do you want to run this British Championship? We're in the ACU. We'll do this bit. You know, we'll be the FIM. You be you be in front. Yeah. Um, but what are you going to bring to the table? How are you going to do this? Mm-hmm. You know, would it not be far better for those guys on the motocross committee to be able to have a Zoom meeting once a month and moan at Gareth because you know this ain't happening, that ain't happening. Yeah. We need to have that vision, don't we? So, you know, my my ideal thing would be uh, RHL operate run the British Championship. Um, that's cards on the table. Um, I think I can bring a lot of sponsorship in. I think I can return the championship back to perhaps what Phil Arms did back in the 90s mm-hmm. um, before he got removed because um, it was going in the right way. Um, <laughs> you know, we know it works because if you look at Holland, yep. you know, and yeah, okay, we're not in Europe and they've got a lot of riders can go there. But, you know, look at Holland, look at Italy, look at France. We should be Great Britain. We should be the. We should have the best British Championship. Yeah, you know, and I if agree. You, and if you look, if you look at the panic this year, you look at the, what the teams had done. The, 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 you know, there was good teams in that adult British Championship. It was probably one of the most professional-looking setups that you've probably been at the British Championship for four or five years. Yeah. You know, so so it is unfortunate that COVID's hit because we had made a step in the right direction. Um, just some people got extremely nervous about the fact that little silver was a little bit wet and things went wrong. But, <laughs> you know, instead of looking at it and analysing it and doing doing an RHL good, bad, ugly of what went wrong, yeah, they just buried their head in the sand and said, "Oh, that don't work. We've got to do like, you know, yeah, we've got to go backwards." Um, but I would like if if it stays as a standalone British Championship, personally, RHL financially would not commit to ever running one again. Um, just because it's too costly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But that's being negative, and we're not going to be negative. We're going to be positive. So <laughs> Absolutely ACU, not. Please, yeah, ACU, please speak to me. My hand is out there waiting. Um, you know, and I can know I can be a pain in the ass, but I think they also know that we'll do what we say. Um, yeah. if, and if it ain't me you're going to speak to, go and speak to Paul Owen, go and speak to Matt Bates, go and speak to someone that can do the bit you can't do. Um, yeah, you know, I think that's like pretty say, fair. Yeah, you know, and for me, it's like Andy Summers. Andy's sort of grown up with me, not grown up with me, but Andy's been around me for a long time. Mm-hmm. Andy's now, you know, one of the top people in the FIM um, and an ACU director. Yeah. Um, and I think Andy and perhaps Chris Warren and Dave Edwards can see where I'm coming from a little bit. Mm-hmm. You know, they're three people, and we need we need a little bit more than we, three. Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, we need that not more than three, but we just need that 
willingness and braveness to change things. Yeah, yeah. I agree um, with you. Um, yeah. So you've been a busy bee in lockdown, haven't you? And building new offices and bits and bobs. Yeah, yeah. So we're building, um, we looked at the, the RHL is obviously, you know, we're planning to expand. Mm-hmm. Um, to be fair to you and Darren, you're doing doing a, a very good job with something that was a toy to me, Liv. <laughs> um, and it's like, we believe by the time we hit next year, if you know, things return to whatever normal is, mm-hmm. that we're going to need a lot more staff. Um, you know, if, if, if the ACU don't speak to me, well, you know, we have, we have other options. Um, and we will probably look at those options. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's not a threat. That's just like, it's a business. It needs to, yeah, exactly. If I, if I can't make money, I can't spend money on, on what I love. So, you know, mm-hmm. um, so yeah, we're, we're expanding, we're building new some green rooms cause we've got some very good contacts in the, uh, media world yep. um, from what we do with music and bits and pieces in South Wales um, and it's like we want to push forward we you know COVID you can look at the negatives of COVID we've been trapped but it's also gives you a chance to look at, look at options and different things and um, we'll, we're going to survive this and we're going to come out as, as RHL slash live motocross that's whatever else we um, <laughs> have happening that people don't know about in, in a very strong place, um, you know. And we will be taking on new staff. Um, we'll be trying to rob some staff from some other people as well, because um, <laughs> there's some good ladies and gentlemen out there that work in our sport that would probably, yep, a bit like you, fit into the RHL. This is it. It's yeah. like home from home. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, as I told you, little silver, I thought you were all like nails and makeup, and then when you when you're there when you're there helping us in the mud, that's that's the type of people you know. The two bosses of the company will clean the toilets, so nothing nothing is beyond anyone. Best know. way to be. Yeah. Um. So, seeing as you were the very first podcast guest, um, on this new series that. Me and uh, Barty have decided to create over lockdown. Um, what's been your favourite episode so far? Hmm. Mine? No. You can't say Probably. that. You're not allowed. <laughs> I think they've all been reasonably good, to be fair to you. Because it's like, for me, when you come up with this mad idea, um, <laughs> it was like, really? Um, and it's nice how it's developing. But probably for me, Thorpey, because yeah, you know, I grew up with Dave as my hero. Mm-hmm. You know, and then it's like when I did the Grand Prix at Mallory, and it's like I went to to Monte Carlo to the FIM Eustream Awards thing, and it's like you sat on a table with Dave Thorpe, who's like your legend, and it's yeah. like it's just a normal sort of guy, and he's really nice, and it's like I've got on, I get on okay with that, I get on well with Dave, to be fair. Yeah, you know, I, I can ring Dave up with a mad idea like I did with Roger Harvey, and it's like. He'll tell me that's stupid. That won't work. Or yeah, you know, he'll ring me up and say, "Gareth, why don't you? Why aren't we doing this? Or you know, what's going on?" Mm-hmm. Um, so it's just nice to listen to like what Dave's up to because you know it's, yeah. it's a different type of thing for me. But even the riders like Clarky, you know, jo- Josh was good one. He is. It's like yeah, but it's still Dave. Yeah, I agree. To be fair, yeah. 
I yeah. hadn't, I didn't realize how much Clarkie had done, like with the youth no. riding and stuff. So for me, like I've known Clarkie for a long time, yeah. but I never yeah. really knew that about him. So even I'm learning as we're going on with these podcasts. And yeah, I but, think quite... There you go. So, you, you know, touching on Stephen, mm-hmm. it's like my first involvement, proper involvement with working with Andy Summers and Steve's dad was doing um, a European championship at Pong Trailers. Yeah when Steve was on his 85, mm-hmm. the year he became world champion, I'm sure he was. Um, you know, so I had Steve and dad, Richard, Andy Summers, John Percival, all great people and all like real passionate for sport. Yeah. And we did, we did that event upon trialers, built the mega track and everything set up. Um, and I've never seen so much rain in, in one day. Upon <laughs> and it's like, we'd, we'd, between us all, we'd all invested that money and time to see Stephen, you know, yeah, win yeah. in the UK, win in the UK, and we ended up having to call it off. Um, so maybe it's me. That's what happens with wet weather meetings. But, um, <laughs> but like, like I say, you sort of reminded me of that, and that's going back. I can't remember when it was. The early two thousands. Yeah. You know, and it's, and it's but it's a bit like with with um, Josh. It's like he did our first year of BYC, and then to see what a good little professional he sort of turned into. Yeah. Um, it's, it's, it's good. Um, and it's good for me because the boys coming on, on and doing the podcast are probably the professionals. You know, I can't wait to see the kids that are coming through the British Youth Championship, you know. Because um, they are. They're, they're far more professional now than, than it was back in the day. Um, or even with the current British Championship riders. You know, and they're going to be. There's a lot of little professionals out there now, um, and it's going to be fun. You know, when we see the likes of um, Louis Castle and Preston mm-hmm. and whatever stepping up next year mm-hmm. into the adult stuff, um, and what they bring to the game, I think it's. I think it's going to be fun. Yeah, I can't wait to see what happens, especially the, like I say, if we get it in the rest of this year um, and going into there's no, there's, there is no if. There is no if. <laughs> When? There is when, when, yeah, um, you know, and and that's sort of what we need to get out. It's like we're no different to everyone else, are we? It's like we want to go racing, you know. Mm-hmm. We want to see, we want to see our friends, you know. Yeah. It's like you know, poor old David in front or whatever, you know. It's it is a family thing, you know, yeah. whether it's whether you're related to people, but we are like one big family. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm missing seeing. Um, Jack Taylor's granddad, you know, Wayne, because he's like mad as a box of frogs, you know, <laughs> and then it's like all the boys from up north. Yeah, yeah. You know, because it's like, you do just, you know, those couple of times a year, but it's, it's a good couple of times a year. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, but, but we're not far away now. We've just got to be patient for a little bit longer. That's yeah. it, and we'll be there. Um, yeah. Well, I think that probably rounds up then episode 10. Um, I can't believe we're on episode 10 already. Like, where is the time going? No. And you've been in lockdown, so you've been telling me you're bored. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Note to self, never tell Gareth I'm bored. <laughs> yeah, correct. You did have a few emails every day, didn't you? Just yeah. to you know, keep you going. But yeah, so, so from RHL's point of view and Liam MX point of view, we're flat out for 2021, mm-hmm. but we're also flat out for 2020. Um, and as long as we are allowed to, with the science and the government's blessing, we will give some people some racing awesome there you go 
Well, that rounds up episode 10. Uh, make sure you head over to Acast, iTunes, Spotify, and wherever you get your podcasts. Uh, and remember to tune in also to next week. We release a new episode every Friday.